Well, hey, listeners, welcome to episode 77. Our topic is choices, how we make them and the ripple effect they create. This is Trish. I'm a professional life coach at healthylifemindset.com. And my focus is career and accountability coaching and sharing some key breakthrough habits to get your daily activities more closely aligned with your core life values. I lead accountability sessions with a startup company called Upways.co, where we keep clients on task with the goals they want to achieve. Hi, listeners. I am Carol Clegg. I am your accountability and productivity coach. I love working with women who are starting out their businesses and feeling overwhelmed. I know you can feel overwhelmed at any stage of your business, but I love working with people who are just starting out to help you find simple systems for marketing and time management. So I invite you to send me a message, connect with me, and book your 30-minute free discovery call. And with that, you'll get a productivity checklist. So visit carolclegg.com and book your call. And I will have another link in the show notes for you to be able to book that call. So welcome to our next episode, 77. How are you, Trish? I know that question often gets asked and people are encouraged to answer it with a little more than I'm fine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what is fine? Define fine. I'm doing really well. Um, Carol, of course, you know, and I think some of our listeners know I'm in the middle of having a little log home built and it's actually, I'm working really hard. And in fact, since our topic today, listeners is choices, I'm working really hard, Carol, to choose to enjoy the process. Every time I get those feelings of angst and stress about the money and inflation and the materials I'm purchasing, I drive up to this place and I just look at it and remember how lucky I am. So I I try to try to choose to enjoy the process. And that leads me into today and Carol's letting me do the intro. And so Carol, I was thinking about our topic today and I think my goal, um, and then maybe I want to ask what yours would be, is to strike our listeners today with a feeling of, wow, I never thought of making choices quite like that. Like I never thought of it that way. Um, Does that sound good to you? Absolutely. I think I agree with you that you know, initially it can come across as so ominous. It's, you know, mm-hmm. what choices have you made and the ripple mm-hmm. effects right. that they've created, as opposed to celebrating some of the choices. And I know that you have got some to share. And yeah, let's let's dig in. So Okay, let's dive in. Well, obviously, listeners and Carol, it's a big topic. And both Carol and I make notes, you know, throughout the week for the next podcast episode. And I threw so many notes in about this subject of making choices and the ripple effect it causes. We could come at this from any number of directions, but Carol and I decided to kind of zero in on a few things. Um So making choices in our lives, what happens as a result of those choices? It could be as simple as, do I want that second piece of cake? Um, And then what the outcome would be after that, in my case, feeling lethargic and a little bit remorseful. Something as big as the woman I'm going to introduce you to as one of my anecdotes, um, which was a woman who chose to take a pause from her career and travel to India, Um, kind of an eat, pray, love, if you will. Um, But I'm going to dive right into this. I was doing the research and Carol was too about choices. And when I Googled it, Um, I came upon a website and a gal named Ritu. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Ritu, R-I-T-U. She's an authenticity advocate is what she calls herself, an inclusion expert, a social justice activist. She sounds like my kind of gal, Carol. 
And she's committed to helping you live your best and most empowered life. Um, And by the way, this can be for men or for women. This happens to be a gal. So tying this back to choices in life, she says that she was in her early 30s when a string of events led her to to take a sabbatical from work and travel to India, where she spent two months completing her yoga teacher training and learning all about self-reflection and healing practices. So when I just mentioned what I just did, listeners, um, she was in her 30s, a string of events happened. So that's one of the questions I wanted to toss back to you, Carol, is, you know, what leads us to make choices? Again, whether it's, do I really want that? How much do I want that second piece of cake? Or I've had it, the string of events, you know, this is my, my last straw and I'm going to India. Uh, you know, what is it that triggers these big life changes? Um, it's so interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm looking you know, at those notes and I'll let you come back to some of what you had shared there. But sure. I also think it's our personality and our style because I am certainly impulsive. And mm-hmm. I like to think that I am balanced. Rob certainly likes to look at things from all angles but it makes for us, for some of the choices and decisions that we have made in our lives, and there have been some huge ones, that we actually complement each other. Because my goodness me, if I had our way, I'd probably be in India with this girl <laughs> doing yoga teacher training. <laughs> and one, waking up one morning and going, how did I get here, right? <laughs> how did this happen? So we do have something, and I think we've spoken about that on some of our other podcasts, is you know when we talk about putting that pause in the middle of so many things. And when you even spoke about the eating of the piece of cake and then how you would feel, so that's a choice and a consequence, one could put a pause in that middle. And so we, as a, as a family, as a couple, at least try to put that pause, I have to laugh, you know, sleep on it. <laughs> that's excellent, by the way. Let's, let's, let's seriously take a pause right now. And listeners, I want to really think about that, what Carol just said. That is wisdom to just stop for a moment when we feel inclined to make a choice we're not sure about. I love that. Or wait till tomorrow. Carol, that's gold. Waiting till tomorrow. It's so important, especially on, you know, expensive things. You're going to spend a lot of money on something. What is 24 hours um, in the big picture? And then also trying to, so many elements. It all depends on the season where you are in your life as to what's important And I have to say, Trish, I think you probably feel the same way, that as you get older, you realize that possessions, we don't need them. I mean, if I think back to my 40s and, you know, wanting um, new cutlery and new crockery and the next gorgeous wine glass, and now when I look at things, I'm going like, we have what's nice. Buying quality is important. Do I need more? Do I need more stuff? You're so right. And I don't know how you feel, but, you know, I mean, I know you're moving into a new home, And that's going to be exciting, Um, but I'm sure you're going to make some choices of what you put in your home. It is a fresh start and it's exciting. And I've always thought of myself as a minimalist, but by world standards, I am far from that. I mean, a minimalist probably would not own a car and would live in a very small space, which I am temporarily. But quickly, this anecdote that I think I've shared with you before, Carol, that turns out to have a very positive message. I'll never forget, as long as I live, sitting next to a woman at an airport, just what you said. She had lived her whole life with her husband. They had just built their dream home, and then he died. And she had children and grandchildren. But the lesson I took that she gave me, the wisdom she shared that I've never forgotten, and especially as I 
look at how I want to shape this new, relatively small home of mine is that she said, you know what I did? I sold everything. And she said, I have this backpack and a few things in storage, and I'm going to live with my kids and my grandkids for one year. And after that, I don't know. And it felt incredibly freeing to me to hear that, doesn't it? It feels like you're shedding the burden of things. Well, I love what you have written here in our notes that says the idea that every choice we make in our lives, be it big or small, leads to the next outcome, the next experience. And then, as you said, with the risk of sounding dramatic, the story of our life. Yes, I do believe that. I do I do swing to the corny side and dramatic side from time to time. But isn't it true? We never know what choices how they're going to affect people, um, the outcome they may have for good or for bad. And then I'm often like you are surprised by, for instance, listeners, let me do a little bragging for Carol and I. I mean, little did we know that on a new um, podcast platform called Good Pods, is that right? That Mm -hmm. we were in spot number eight for business new indie podcasts. And my gosh, that was the last thing on my mind. So you never know what you're doing in the world, listeners, the impact it could have. And right. same and goes, yep, same thing for many areas of our life. Well, I think also, as in our title, that ripple effect. So the choices we make absolutely don't just affect us. So even if they are a personal choice for you, whether you're going to get your hair cut mm-hmm. <laughs> or buy that next pair of shoes, um, the, the bigger choices, those are the lighthearted ones. But there's always somebody that it impacts. And I know that we're going to, to dig into a few questions, but you were talking about your life, how lucky you've been, Trish. Oh, yeah, thanks. I Thank you for bringing it back around to that. I just wanted to mention, and again, the whole gratitude, which, Carol, I know you're you and I are both really big on gratitude just lifts your spirits. You know, on the worst days, I just say, Hey, what am I grateful for? So, but gratitude, it's exciting to me when I think about my life, the way it is now, I don't have to tell anyone listening to this today, what's happening in our world right now and how um, heavy and emotional and overwhelming it all is, unless you're living under a rock somewhere. And, um, But the point being, it made me realize even more, Carol, the fact that I've been so lucky to have choices, right? To have Mm -hmm. choices. And even still in light of some of our political outcomes recently in the U.S., I still have choices. I'm not not happy at all about some of the outcomes, but I still have choices. And that's what I was thinking about, Carol, when it came to choices. I thought I live in America. I went to school. I had good parents. I always had food on the table. I got to make so many choices that grown-ups don't get to make to this day in other parts of the world and in this country. But that's all I wanted to share was gratitude. I would love to just, you know, pop back into that, that gratitude and the power of gratitude, because obviously there are bad days and good days and there are days when our emotions take over and there's nothing wrong with acknowledging because we cannot always be happy. And, you know, those bad days certainly help us appreciate the good days. Amen. Gratitude, you know, coming in and just trying to just lift your spirits a little. Um, So, yes, you might want to be sitting in that emotion of whatever it might be, disappointment, confusion, something perhaps a little negative. But I had just made some notes of how I'm feeling today and my gratitude 
And these are some funky ones, but good. I want to hear them. Please please share. (laughs) So I'm grateful for saying no. And I know we talk about this all the time is how to say no and put boundaries up, but I felt listeners. I'm putting a big thumbs up to her right now. (laughs) I could not agree more, Carol. So strongly about something. And I just stepped into, I, I did pause and thought about it, but I then said no, because this really does not feel right. And I need to stand up for what feels right for me. Good so job. I to something. And so that was very empowering. So I'm grateful. I'm also grateful for the, when I say the huge amount of podcasts that I have been listening to this week. And one of them left me with the word fail. And the podcast was on giving ourselves permission to fail and how important that is. But there was an acronym that went with fail. And so that was um, first attempt in learning. I love it. Well, you put, you're going to put that in the show notes. I will. Right? So failing First is not attempt failing. in learning. You're learning. And, you know, so to give ourselves permission. So let's say we have started the project and I know Trish for you and I, we have pivoted and changed our businesses. We've added layers to it. We've offered different services and perhaps some of them weren't the right timing, but that's okay because mm-hmm. we've learned from that. Yes. And you just keep learning. And I know you and I are both avid learners. So just that was the we other We really one. feed off each other, don't we? I'm, I'm looking at you right now and I love the energy, even over Zoom. We both can really get each other excited about the idea of learning new things. Mm-hmm. And I hope that comes out to the listeners too, because what so. else is there in life than just learning and growing, right? Absolutely. And I've got one more, last one that I'm grateful for today. And that is just the okay. kindness and encouragement from others. Mm. And it was so simple. The lady who I've started taking our new puppy to for agility training was so complimentary today to me on how I'm handling my dog and what I'm doing with her that I walked out of there with a huge big smile on my face. And then from another element, I have been playing and listening and contributing to Clubhouse for over a year, 18 months. And I've really hit a, a place where I'm getting quite disappointed in the community that I have been connected with in there and have found them a little sapping and a little draining. But mm-hmm. I happened to pop into a room yesterday where this the guy who was hosting it and the moderators were just so kind and so encouraging that it just changed my whole aspect again. I mean, you know what? I just have to look for a different community. And what is, let me advice. ask you, what was the, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. What Carol, what was the, clubhouse topic or what was their goal in that room interestingly enough the goal in the room was on the latest social media management tips and tools but the conversation suddenly went to some changes that are occurring in clubhouse people are not liking it and then a woman came up on stage and said she's just not finding you know there's too much ego here there is too much this there's too much that and he shared this long story of it took him a while to find the right community and not to stop. So to realize that when one comes into wherever it might be, be it LinkedIn, be it Twitter, be it Facebook, be it wherever you're showing up and trying to connect, don't give up, keep searching. And you know, what a great way to tie it back, circle back around to choices. If you don't like the circle you're in, change your circle. Choose, choose to change your circle. That's a choice that we can make. And, and so let me ask you, you get to choose, Carol, you get to choose from me asking you a question about choices in your life or mind mapping, which would you like? I think let's go, 
Yeah, I'd, I'll happily go with number one because that's quite a huge one. And so I'll let you ask me number one. Okay. So number question number one, and listeners maybe ask this of someone in your life. It's kind of fun. Carol, what are a few of your own life choices looking back over your life that made you think, wow, to think how my life would be so different now had I chosen a different path? And that one is huge because what I go back to is 1992 when Rob and I chose to leave our country, South Africa. That was just such a huge Mm. life choice that we made. And then how that unfolded afterwards. So that's almost 30 years ago. And we had choices then. We thought we were going to New Zealand. We made the application. Then we impulsively, Carol, was that you? made another choice, (laughs) and we decided to come to the United States to visit my dad, who happened to be here. And so the effect that came out of that, and here I am talking to Trish on a podcast, (laughs) you know, 30 years later, and with so much in between. But so that was such a huge choice. Um, But effects, ripple effects, that's one part that I do want to reflect on because our children and ourselves, we grew up with no family around us. And I know that there are many people who choose to leave their country of origin and to settle somewhere else and perhaps find a community of people um, that will support them. But our Mm -hmm. parents were left behind, the cousins were left behind, and then our siblings all moved all over the world. So that ripple effect um, certainly made an impact on our family. So that was just, you know, had we would, did we know that at the time? We didn't even think about that. We were in our 30s, we were young. It's let's get going. Let's um, offer something more to our children than what we thought South Africa offered or would offer. And and I suppose it's the, also the adventurer in both Rob and I. That um, yeah, as I'm getting you were, older, you were I'm really little, destined for that. You were destined for that. A little less adventurous, but yeah. So yeah, and then there's just so much more. But I think that um, imagine I might still be living in South Africa if we hadn't made that choice. It's hard to believe and hard to believe what path Rob would have taken, what path your children would have taken. Um, Again, the ripple effect, the ripple effect that every choice we make is not just, does not just affect ourselves. Mm. This is a tough one, Trish, that I'm going to ask you because, you know, wow, do we, do we want to have regret or is it learning? But if you could think of a life decision, maybe big, maybe small, that what would the benefit of hindsight give you today that you might have chosen to do that differently? That's a tough one. You're exactly mm-hmm. right because that we're talking about regrets here. And you may or may not know this, Carol, but throughout my 30s and 40s, I said, I don't want any regrets. Well, now that I'm a little bit older, it's a ridiculous statement to make because I now believe that if we're living our fullest life, we're going to have regrets. Just circling back around to your podcast about first attempt in learning. learning. We're not learning anything um, if we're not failing or having some regrets. So let's see, what was a brave risk I took? Um, And would I do it differently in hindsight? I have to say, and once again, sounding a little melodramatic, I'd like to believe my life is exactly as it should be. I'd like to believe there isn't anything I would do differently. I absolutely have regrets. I have hurt people. I have um, 
made missteps in my career. I have spent money in my life that I could have spent better and wiser. But no, every one of those steps led me to where I am today, talking to you on the podcast. There we go. And that's my answer. I'm sticking to it. (laughs) And it's absolutely learning. I mean, I was another thing that came across today was, you know, not having to be perfect, but to be good enough, because if you're being good enough, you're still learning. And Mm. I think also that's manifestation of positivity that if we can look forward and also be present in today, yesterday's gone learn from it, put it in the folder, put it in the file. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're not perfect, but nobody else is either. So we are all striving to do everything else and realize, well, hang on a minute. Everybody else is on the same journey, different places, different stop streets, different left turn, different right turn. All right. Since you're using the driving analogy, here it comes. My good friend that I just visited yesterday at Glacier Park, she's camping. I love what she says. And you did invite this with your driving analogy. She says, we're all just bozos on this bus. (laughs) I love it. It means we're all trying, lighten up a little. Don't be too hard on yourself. What you just said about, I'd like to think I'm a little more than a bozo, Carol, but that's what she means is we're all here to learn. We certainly are. And I know one of the other things we had wanted to add in today, which is a fabulous learning tool is mind mapping. I know, Trish, you spoke about intentional mapping. I haven't heard that term before, but mind mapping I have. But love for you to share with our listeners. How much time do we have? Do we have a few more minutes? We certainly do, yes. Okay, because quickly I'll tell the listeners. If it's okay, I'll just, I'll tell them. For those who haven't heard of mind mapping, um, it's essentially, um, it was developed as an effective method for generating ideas, right, Carol? Ideas by association. And basically to create a mind map, I know we use it in coaching. I haven't used it a lot lately, and Carol has. So I'm going to let her share some really current examples. Um, But basically, you start with a nice big blank sheet of paper, an open canvas. And in the middle, you start with that central theme that you want to really process. You really want to take it and expand it out. You can work as teams, or you can work on your own with a mind map. Um, And then you put that key phrase in the middle. Why don't I say log home? Because that's the center of my life right now from it, which everything orbits around to get that thing finished. So from outwards listeners, I would start to put things like how much it's going to cost. What kind of materials am I going to need? What's my timeline? How am I going to take care of my health? How am I going to make sure I make good decisions? But Carol, I'm going to hand it over to you because mind mapping is such an excellent tool to help us make good choices in our lives, right? And there's so many different ways to apply it. So yes, I know from a life coach point of view that you use something, you know, with your clients, but then there's even just a business point of view, or there's a travel planning point of view. So there is so many ways to use mind mapping. And I was sharing with Trish earlier that I had bought a sketchbook. So I have this sketchbook. It's got nice large pages, which is exactly what Trish was talking about. And on this particular mind map, if you could see it that I'm sharing, I decided to do an inventory of the various different courses and things that I'm paying for learning. We're always learning and which ones are serving me. And so I put in the middle courses that I pay for. And then I spied it out and I had these various different ones and I then evaluated them and I went, is this giving me value? And then I I gave myself that time limit. I looked at my subscriptions and I canceled. 
the ones that were no longer serving me. So it gave me a chance instead of going, well, I've got five or six different things that are feeding into making me a better coach, a better person, being able to serve my clients. You don't have to hang on to them all, especially if you're not using them. So I use mind mapping um, for that. But the other thing is if you have a project, I mean, you spoke about the log home, but you could have a project of um, something that you want to do for your business. You can pop that in the middle. You can put out just the little subcategories, not the big cold deal, but just to give you an overall view and look at that and go, okay, now we're going to take these subcategories. They've got to break down into actionable steps. But what I like to do when I'm finished with my mind map where I have dumped everything on a piece of paper is then transfer it to digital. And oh, then interesting. put in some accountability. Like actionable items. Which would be dates. Because okay. we have to put an end date to something. So even if it's six months out, put the six-month date there. And I know you, Trish, have spoken about that reverse engineering And then step it backwards and let's get realistic about if you can accomplish this project in six months and what will it take? So I love mind mapping. So, And I love, I just thought about what might be missing too, is that when, when you do the mind mapping and then I love your step further, which is perfect, Carol, to put it into a timeline and walk it back. That's another way to find out what's missing. I mean, this is a huge, this is the biggest learning curve of my life right now. I don't have children. That probably would have been the first one. Um, But this house, it's incredibly intimidating, but it's very exciting. And it really is like a roller coaster. You strap in, you can't wait for the ride. Then when you're on the ride, you can hardly breathe and you can't wait for it to be over. So, um, but I love your analogy and it does work with careers and it is a great coaching tool. And um I want to tie back, and I, I guess we could start to wrap it up, but I want to get the world word uh, playful out there, Carol, and listeners, because I have a visual here, which I don't know, maybe we can put it on our website, but of mind mapping, it's colorful. You use bright felt pens. My calendar that's up on my wall, when I take walks every day, I do a red W. I love whiteboards. So I really love anything playful in life that takes us back to our childhood and imagining and creating, you know, the vision boards, but it's a great way because that's what life is. We don't have a lot of certainty. We can do some planning, but let's enjoy the process and the choices we make are going to affect the outcome in our lives. And so why not put them down on a mind map? I mean, you have this choice that you're going to make. Pop it down in that center and then spider web it out and consider the impact that it's going to have on you, your health, your self-care, and then other close people that are around you. I love this conversation today, Carol. Today, Trish and I were going to leave you with a connection tip. And one that I have learned just from listening to Trish's recent bits and bites. So do go back and listen. We pop a bits and bites, which is no more than 10 minutes in between our longer podcast recordings, which sometimes have guests, sometimes just Trish and I. But what I learned from listening to your bits and bites, Trish, was that friendships and connections require input, effort, and active steps to keep them growing. You really inspired me today, Carol. I loved your story about coming from Portugal and making that decision. I'm sorry, coming from South Africa. I know you're doing the business trip to Portugal. Um, But coming from South Africa, and here you are in the United States, 
experiencing all that the rest of us have been experiencing over the last several years. And that really made an impact on me. And I guess that's what I would leave with listeners is it's just take the risks because if you do or you don't, you'll never know. Right. I mean, it may as well take the risks and you did and you're Mm -hmm. here. And so that's what really touched me today that I want to leave with the listeners. But this, this was a super, um, I loved our conversation today. So thank you, Carol. Um, and yeah, uh, please visit my website, listeners, healthylifemindset.com. My focus is really um, in career coaching and accountability and breakthrough sessions right now. Seems to evolve all the time, um, but really career coaching and accountability is what I'm working with right now. And um, I do, as you mentioned, Carol, I, I guess those complimentary first sessions are what I offer to give people a feel for what coaching is. What can they expect? Because it's a kind of an unknown to most people and every, every coach can be a little bit different. Link to book a discovery call with Trish for free will be in the show notes. And I'd love to offer you a copy of Seven Ways to Stay Productive While Traveling. Um, That's always been part of my mission is to still, whether you need to take your business with you and you want to stay productive, there's a balance that you've got to reach. So I wanted you to grab your copy of Seven Ways to Stay Productive and you will find that on Linktree backslash Carol Clegg. So for those of you who use Linktree, it's L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E backslash Carol Clegg. C-L-E-G-G, but that'll be in the show notes. So Carol, that's great. Absolutely. And I think it's just, you know, we've got so many tools that we can share with our listeners. Let's make it easy for you to find them. So those will be in the show notes. And we just want to say thank you to those that are faithfully coming back and listening to our episodes. We're on 77. And for those that are new, we hope that you'll return. So do give us a like on your favorite platform, share it with others, pop over to Good Pods. You might discover a couple more podcasts that you like. And so we're leaving you with today. Connect, inspire, create. Three little words that many of us strive for in both our personal and our professional lives. Go out and connect with some good people. Expand that circle. Go and inspire others to live their best life. They need your kindness and your smile and create relationships and opportunities that lift each other up. We need those. 